Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio family, good morning and welcome back once again. Not only a new year, but new and existing conversations with members of our Community Focus family as I, Renee Vaughn, welcome you to another weekend edition of Community Focus, heard on the weekends and heard right here on our intercom stations. Great company, as always, including in the new year of 2021. And to get our public affairs program, our conversation underway, it's usually around this time at the first of the year that, you know, for many of us, it's tax season, tax preparation, any and all information that we share with you, Radio Family. We always go to the experts to help out if you should need any assistance in getting that important matter done. And of course, I can't think of a better person to assist me in getting the information that you need than the one and only Rudy Click from ANC Accounting Services, enrolled agent, tax preparer. Good morning to you, sir. How have you been thus far in 2021? I have been doing great. How's everybody doing in Radio Family? Uh, we, in, in Radio Land, we are doing well too, uh, Rudy. Just yeah. continuing to, you know, stay safe first and foremost. In the midst of, can you believe it's almost going to be one year since this uh, pandemic hit? And right. uh, sadly, right. the the numbers are continuing to increase. But the the one positive that we can say thus far is we can include a vaccination in the equation, if you will, as as progress on that is is being made. And, of course, some other major changes that that are coming on board. In fact, that's one of the main reasons, and it's usually become sort of a a tradition, if you will, Rudy, for you and I to get together around this time at the beginning of the year to share information. Because every year that information is changing when it comes to tax preparation, and it's especially going to be different in the midst of a pandemic. So thank you very much for any and all new and or additional information that you're going to provide uh, to us this weekend. With that said, let's segue into that with the start of our conversation in this first question. Speaking of, what tax deductions and credits can one consider for tax season 2021? Well, uh, that's a good question, and you're right. With with the pandemic and care, there's been some changes made with taxes, and we're We'll get into those as we go by. Right. But, um, uh, 
some of the some of the one of the changes that they did make for this year is the charitable contribution. Now, the uh, uh, IRS and or the government has seen fit if you're giving away if you if you inclined to give money to charities, they wanted to increase that donation. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, uh, donate up to 100% of your adjusted gross income, which is a change uh, from uh, uh, from previous years. Also, uh, there's a caveat to that. If you do that, you would need to itemize. And so if they're changing the itemized deduction, then there's no um, – there's, there's a lot of people that do not itemize now. So what they've right. done is uh, with the CARES Act has allowed you – even if you do not itemize, if you take the standard deduction, you can take up to $300 for, for charitable contributions, including what your standard deduction is. So that's a good that's a good benefit right. to get at least $300 additional yes. to the uh, $24,000 you can get, $24,008. Excellent. Um, so anything that's an yeah. addition, I, I think, is, is really good news to a lot of us, uh, considering uh, what not only a new year is bringing us, but, but 2020 was, was really uh, very difficult uh, financially and, and just about in every other area uh, for, for many area families. So to hear about that addition of $300, I I think that sounds good to a lot of us. It is. That's a good thing. Um, You know, there's a lot of questions around the, uh, the uh, stimulus checks or whether you have to pay that back. Exactly. Uh, there's some good news on that front because you do not have to pay that money back. It's considered an advance to what it, if you got a refund, if you intend, if you usually get a refund at the end of the year, well, that would be an advance of that refund. So it's like a refundable credit. Right. If you usually pay, then it actually lowers what you actually owe because it's, it's so that's a good thing. That uh, There's a lot of uh, apprehension around uh, the relief checks, especially ones that just came out at the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, how that money would, uh, will affect your taxes. So the good news is that the stimulus checks will not count toward taxable income. That is good to know. Well, let me ask this because I'm glad you, you brought that up. And between what I have seen on social media and likely you have as well, uh, Rudy, uh, some people got the stimulus right away. Uh, some of us not so much. And in fact, there's probably quite a number of us that are still, you know, checking our bank accounts on a daily basis, or at least often enough to say, you know, well, I haven't received mine yet. So I guess the big question is, what's either the holdup in someone not receiving it? Or I think even the bigger question is, is everybody going to get or is everyone entitled to this $600 stimulus? Yes, those are good questions. Um, in fact, um, the um, bulletin, there's a IRS bulletin from, uh, that was just posted maybe uh, a few days ago, maybe before uh, the weekend came, Right is there are those of us that, are, that have not gotten that stimulus check, and you can also go to irs.gov and ask where my stimulus check is, and it should give you a rundown. Okay. But many people were getting into that irs.gov and going there and checking for their stimulus check and was seeing that it had been sent out. Right. Uh, and But it was sent out to an account number that was not familiar with them. Uh, yeah. uh, what, it, what has happened is that 
uh, a lot of times people that have uh, uh, preparers or companies like uh, these these other companies that do their taxes right would get would get what they call a refund transfer or get an advance. Mm-hmm. Well, that 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 when they did that that advance that account number that was on the the bank that made that transfer for you mm-hmm. is what is the account number that the IRS had. So. What these companies have done is realize that well, the money that was that the stimulus that was sent to you actually went to your preparer's account, right? And that, and that's exactly what I've heard the the, the last time that yeah. I checked. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, that's what has happened. So the preparers have said, well, okay, we'll get that, we'll get it, and then we'll forward it on to you. It'd be a couple of days delay, right? But you should get it. But you should get, it. and that's, that's the bottom line. line. That's the bottom line yeah. for those of us that are still waiting and saying, okay, well, what about me? Yeah, it's just taking a little bit longer than than, right. than it typically does. But thank you for sharing that. I, I really, really do appreciate you. That was kind of an aside question. You handled that beautifully, Rudy. So, so let, let, let's, let's switch gears here a little bit. So we go from talking about a stimulus, which, by the way, I, I wanted to interject this, at the time that we're speaking this morning here, um, of course, for, for a lot of us, and, and really whether you've been keeping up with with news or world events, and, and literally unless you've been living in a cave or under a rock, there's about to be a major shift in the administration, particularly in this country. And so there has also been talk, if you will, on Capitol Hill and that's setting aside all the craziness that has taken place within the last week or so. But have you, as an enrolled agent, have you heard anything about the likelihood that there may be perhaps another stimulus check that may come by the time President-elect Joe Biden takes office? Yeah, of course, you know, it's, it's Congress moves at their own pace. And right. There are rumors there, but, it, mm-hmm. but it, those of us, in the it, it tax doesn't do not know for sure okay. what's going to occur, but I do know I do understand that there is uh, there's been some numbers around mm-hmm. uh, either the uh, the two thousand dollars or the fourteen hundred dollars that's right. coming out again. Exactly. Uh, there's been some uh, senators that wanted to make them make it more targeted. Mm-hmm. You know, targeted to uh, to the folks that may need it, and, right. and on how they and I don't know how they're going to determine that because I think everybody probably needs it. Um, but yeah, there is there. I think we've been in, in a. It, it's it's safe to assume mm-hmm. that in the next hundred days there should be another round of stimulus checks coming out. Okay. I think there's also some a possibility that there be some more. Uh, we haven't talked about it in this conversation, but the the small businesses, the PPP money, the right. protection paycheck. Exactly. I think there's going to be more targeted coming out too. So. So there are things to look for over the horizon. Yes, that's true. But for right now, we're just going to put it under the talk category. No action has been that's taken right. as of yet. And of course, you know, when, when the time comes and, and something is perhaps uh, put literally on the table, um, no doubt that, that we'll know about this. Well, Rudy, I was going to, I, I mentioned earlier shifting gears here a little bit, but I'm actually going to save this question for after our, our morning break, and then we really can get into uh, the the heart of, of this conversation, if you will. I want to leave you with this okay. question, uh, particularly for those individuals, because as I mentioned, you know, this, this pandemic has really 
hit a lot of individuals and families uh, financially. And I think one of the biggest concerns for those of us in the working world who now are literally uh, working virtually from home, there was a huge concern about how this pandemic was not only impacting one's job, but how it was impacting a person's 401k. So let's say, for instance, a person took money out of their 401k. What's going to happen with that money that that individual took out? So I'm going to leave you with that question. Uh, Rudy, give you a few minutes to ponder on that, and then we'll return and pick up from there with the second half of the program. But always good, my friend, to to welcome you as as radio family and to definitely get our first uh, conversation of 2021 underway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And Radio Family, likewise for you. Looking forward to all of the conversations that we are hopefully planning to have here in the start of 2021 and to continually thank you for the good things that you are doing in our communities as well. You are indeed listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus, and we will indeed return right after this break. It is more the weekend edition of Community Focus heard here on our intercom stations. And thank you, as always, Radio Family, great company here in a new year and definitely great conversations that continue, one of which is always around this time of year, the first of the year, uh, getting the information to get you ready for tax season. No better person, again, I can think of than Rudy Click with ANC Accounting Services. Now, Rudy, a little later on, In our conversation, speaking of major changes, there's actually some changes with ANC Accounting Tax Services that we're going to get into for those who do uh, business with you on a regular basis. Um, Obviously, this pandemic has literally changed uh, the way that we do things. And so I'll have that discussion with you a little bit later. But as we do get back from break and to welcome those who may not have been with us for the first half of the program. We were basically uh, earlier, Rudy, touching on tax deductions and credits to consider for the tax season. And I left you with the scenario of a person taking money out of their 401k. Um, a big concern with, with many individuals as, as far as, as their employer. What's going to happen with that money that a person took out? Well, that's a good question. Now, the CARES Act does allow uh, what they call a hardship withdrawal. Yes. Up to $100,000 out of your retirement account uh, until the end of uh, 2020. So if you haven't taken it out yet, it's too late. But what that did was they waived a 10% penalty mm-hmm. if you're younger than 59 and a half. Okay. Now, that's fine. Uh, the issue is, though, that you if you can help it, but many of us are in a situation where we don't have a choice. Right. But to take that money out. So it exactly. doesn't give that 10% break. But it's always better to leave the money in and take that deduction mm-hmm. because uh, the money is, is deferred taxes. But if you take it out, if you took it out in 2020, you still have to pay regular income tax on that as you normally would. It's not deferred tax. Okay. But you don't have to pay the 10% penalty. And that's a good thing. Well, let, let's flip yeah. this. Let's flip that and, and look at it on the opposite end. Now, if an individual lost their job and received unemployment benefits, are those benefits taxable? They are. Just as normal as normal income. It would mm-hmm. be unemployment taxes you'd pay. Um, now, you 
we best would assume that the unemployment would be less uh, income than you would have gotten if you was fully working. Right. But, yeah, they would be taxable, yes. Okay, very good. Now, for those having to make the readjustments, whether it was uh, borrowing or taking money out of a 401k or receiving those unemployment benefits, as far as their taxability, when I speak about adjustments, if a person did lose their job or they had to make major changes, let's say they took on a side gig to make up for some of that lost un- income, what can that person expect? Yeah, so that, that and everybody having to make those type of adjustments. So whether you delivered groceries or you took a, a side job uh, using some um, uh, as, a, as a taxi driver or whatever you was doing, right. uh, it would would be a side job. You still would owe freelance money on that job, and you would not. In, in most cases, you would have not have paid um, uh, self employment tax. Okay. So that would be due on that. So that would be something you would probably get a 1099 form in the mail. Okay. And then you would pay uh, the uh, appropriate FICA tax, which is normal regular income tax. Right. But you also need to pay the 15.3% uh, self-employment tax, which would be Medicare and Social Security. So that those taxes would be also due at the end of the year. Okay, great to know. Now, I don't know what made me think of this, Rudy, but but one thing, uh, pandemic or not, that has not impacted is is generally the time with which our taxes are due. And even with the pandemic in place and all the major adjustments, we still have that April 15th deadline forthcoming, correct? Exactly. And, you know, it's a good question you bring up because you yeah. know that uh, last year, about March, is when uh, they sh- shut things down and exactly. it gave us to July 15th. Right. So the IRS and neither has the government. The uh, Congress has not changed the deadline this year. Okay. So that's a perfect question. The, the, uh, uh, the deadline is, as far as we know, right. April 15th again. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, thank you very much for letting me interject that into the conversation. So my next uh, a question, speaking of, of this pandemic, if a person is working remotely for a company that happens to be from a different state, how will that impact one's taxes? Right. Now, see, that now that, that is something that is happening to a lot of folks. And uh, people are going home. Right. And they're working remotely. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally they would work, they would be at the same job and working in the same state. That's probably most people where they would be working at home. Right. If they're working at home, though, and they are working across state lines, it is it is imperative that they understand what the state laws are. Exactly. Because they would, most states will not, if you work there and you earn money from different states, you would have to pay taxes in those states. Mm. So you have to be aware. Now, some most most states have what they call reciprocity agreement, mm-hmm. meaning that meaning that they'll give you credit. Like if you if you if you working out of Virginia and you live in North Carolina, right. the taxes you pay in North Carolina or the taxes you pay for Virginia, those two states would give you credit for those taxes. So you'll be double taxed on the same money. But certain states don't. Fortunately, there are certain states like Texas and Florida who don't have any sales tax. I mean, any state tax, which that would be fine. But you need to be aware that, uh, 
what your jurisdiction is and how you're making money, mm-hmm. whether you're in a situation where you're working and you have two jurisdictions or two taxing authorities um, taxing that money. So you got to be aware of that. Very good and, and very in, insightful on that type of information, uh, Rudy, because, again, uh, dealing with major readjustments that a lot of individuals have made, whether it's single persons or individuals who are head of various households, that's good to know because – if anything, this pandemic has really, I think, and I, I don't necessarily want to use the word force, but I think it's really sort of enabled us to make uh, changes in, in, in a real sense, come out of our comfort zone, if you will, right. in right. terms of getting creative with ways to make money. Because if you work for a certain employer, for a number of years and with so many major uh, businesses closing and sadly having to lay off people, um, obviously, you know, you, you may receive whatever severance package the company may be having, but then what, what happens when that money is gone? What do you do to supplement your income? So this has really allowed, I think a lot of individuals to get financially creative and probably tap into or discover maybe a at one point a hidden way of making additional income that they probably didn't even know existed originally because they right. were just so used f- to working for a certain employer for a number of years. Yeah, doing it more traditional. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. the pandemic has has, has re- required us to rethink exactly. how working and 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 how we're going to get paid. Yes, absolutely. Well, with that said, Rudy, let me take this opportunity, of course, to welcome those of you who are tuning in. Great company as always, and always great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. Rudy Click joining me, Renee Vaughn, and Rudy with ANC Accounting Services. And Rudy, again, as always, thank you for the knowledge and insight that you bring to a public affairs program such as this. Now, my next question is, speaking of a lot of people, a lot of us who are working from home, if a person is currently in that position, can they claim the home office deduction on their tax return? Well, this is so interesting, that this uh, situation, because like you say, a lot of people have gone home. Right. Um, the, the, the best way to answer this question is that it would have been a it would have been a, a, a opportunity to take that credit right. if it wasn't for the uh, tax cut act of a few years back. Mm-hmm. Because what's happened in that tax cut act is that it would not allow you to take what they call miscellaneous deductions. Right. Uh, and, and so previously, and I mean previously, like twenty seventeen and and before, it would be a opportunity for you to take your home uh, office expense. But because most people will not be itemizing their deductions, or even if they did itemize, the miscellaneous deduction is no longer there. So the short answer to this question is that, no, you probably won't be able to take that tax home, that home deduction. It was available previously, but it's mm-hmm. not available now. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know, too. Yeah. So let's get yeah. back to, for, for those, whether they're working remotely for a company or they're able to go back to the job and work for the company. Now, that company's decided to defer one's payroll taxes for the remainder of 2020. What exactly does that mean for an individual? Well, what they should have seen, uh, if they if their company that they work for determined to do that, mm-hmm. the most government... Uh, uh, people that work for the uh, 
a state and federal municipality, or a, or the county government did see that. They would see an increase, and they, they noticed the increase in their pay, at least a 6% increase, 6.2% right. bump in their pay. Now, that was fine through December 31, 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, it was deferred, though. It was not permanent. So what it means is that between January 2021 and, and I think until April 2021, mm-hmm. uh, that has to be paid back. So what they would what they would have seen is an increase in the take home pay at the last I think it was out uh, I think around September they started to see that increase um, and thought well this is great we're getting more money however right. we're getting in January through April, mm-hmm. not only will they see the normal money being taken out of their deduction, they also will see another 6.2% being taken out because it was deferred. So those uh, personnel offices and those uh, paycheck people will be taking that money to catch up what they didn't take out between September and December. Okay. So it was, it, was a, 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 it was a way to get money into your hands right. quickly. Yeah. However, though, you will be getting it paid back. You have to pay it back as a person of the first quarter of 2021. And thank you for sharing that information because I wanted to add to that, uh, Radio Family, for, for those of you who are very good on these particular matters and, and checking every time you receive a paycheck and notice there is an adjustment, please get in contact with your good folk in the HR department <laughs> and they'll be, or your That's business right. department, That's right. you know, payroll department, right. and they'll be more than happy to, to explain that detail. But, but, but thank you, uh, Rudy for, for bringing it here to our conversation on the weekend edition of community focus. Well, we are learning perhaps day by day, uh, the, the changes that are coming about when we speak about COVID-19 And I alluded to this a little bit earlier in our conversation here on Community Focus that, unfortunately, and and I'm just referencing the state of North Carolina alone, the cases just keep surging. And even with the, the proper safety procedures in place, many individuals are still testing positive for COVID-19. If that is the case for an individual, and especially Rudy, a person who's listening to this public affairs program right now, and they have piled up a bunch of medical expenses as a result, can one deduct those costs from his or her taxes? Well, it it depends if Mm -hmm. they're itemizing. Okay. A lot of us, because the itemized uh, standard is so high, 24,800 now, many people will not itemize. But if you do itemize, you can take up to 7.5% of your adjusted gross. As long as you, if you pay more than that, mm-hmm. you can take that deduction. So that means if you, example, if you got, if you made a gross uh, income of $50,000 and you paid more than, uh, you know, uh, you would multiply that and 7.5% of that would equal around $3,700. If you paid over that mm-hmm. in two expenses, which let's say if you paid $5,000, then you'll be able you able to deduct at least one hundred one thousand two hundred fifty dollars of that money you paid in. There was not have there has not been unfortunately any relief for you other than the normal itemized deduction for medical right. expenses. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, just as an aside, Rudy, and and this was something that that we we touched on uh, earlier. At least I I hope this is what we touched on earlier. If not. I wanted to to bring this to to our discussion uh, today as well. 
Getting back to, to families and not only with parents perhaps virtually working from home, but a lot of their kids are still at home. Um, even though some school systems are very careful to matriculate back into the classroom, uh, because at, at last check, there were some area school systems in our area who have put returning to in-person learning on hold because of the fact that there continues to be an uptick in cases in COVID-19. And traditionally, long story short, Rudy, we know there are a lot of parents who, you know, when it comes to deductions as far as their children, how what role does that play in terms of this particular tax season, especially knowing that you have a child that's that's been at home literally with virtual learning going on to a year, and that may be extended even longer until school systems can, you know, whether they do it uh, unilaterally or they do it school system to school system and, and getting our children back to school. What role is that going to play in terms of, of preparation for our children? Well, yeah, that's right. You, you would, uh, as far as the tax code goes, yes. they have increased the uh, uh, the deduction uh, for uh, uh, children. Uh, if you, as long as they're under a certain age, you can't take a greater deduction for them. Right. Um, right. Now, uh, and it, it, and I can tell you that that is a very painful thing mm-hmm. to uh, see a child that, that is, I think I have a little granddaughter who was just bored to death watching oh. the computer because they were not engaged. Right. Uh, but that deduction has increased for the uh, the child tax credit. Okay. And, uh, and you also, and, it, and it's a refundable credit, meaning that you can get more of the credit as you go forward for that child tax credit. So that is a good thing. It is a yeah. good thing. Well, here's let, let's reflect or, or share another good thing, because the, the most of our conversation, Rudy, has been dealing with with individual tax preparers. And I'm, I'm glad that you talked about this and pointed this out earlier, too, is is the impact that this pandemic has had on small businesses. So for our wonderful small business owners who are listening, who did take out a PPP loan, how will that impact their taxes with that business? Uh, so that's, that's really important. And a lot of businesses are trying to uh, determine what, you know, what their roles are. Right. If you got a PP loan and you use it for what you're supposed to use it for, which was primarily, uh, uh, you know, income paying, paying your employees, keeping them employed mm-hmm. and maybe paying some uh, certain expenses, uh, such as keeping the, uh, the power and the, and, and the, uh, uh, business operating. If it's most people operating costs, then, that money that you got, that loan that you got is not taxable. So therefore you don't have to pay tax on that. Mm-hmm. There is a caveat to that though. Mm-hmm. Some businesses are recognizing this. If you use that money for three months or so, or maybe just to pull, or maybe you can use it for the whole eight months mm-hmm. to pay payroll, the, uh, the, the drawback on that is that there has not been a, the, the, uh, not the IRS, but the Congress may be changed. They may look at this and try to change this. Mm-hmm. That deduction, which you normally could take for payroll, and payroll is usually the biggest deduction that small businesses have. Exactly, is is no longer deductible. So, if you if you have an income coming in, and you and you got uh, employees uh, producing that income for mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. the positive thing was that you could take those those employees' um, um, checks or the money that you pay those employees as a 
as a tax deduction on your business return. Well, if you use that, if that money was in fact uh, uh, you money from the loan, from the PPP loan, well, yes. that's no longer deductible. So you have to be very careful on how you do that because you need to. I would say that most businesses, most business owners should make sure that you use a professional mm-hmm. uh, to do that return exactly. because it is. It is very important that you, that you have to segregate those monies on what you use that money for and what you pay that money for because some of those things are not deductible. Absolutely. And that's an excellent point. And, and thank you for, for bringing that to the conversation, Rudy, because obviously, uh, hopefully, <laughs> when I'm using that word, that you'll be in agreement with me. But this is not only for existing small businesses, but think about all the ones that were new businesses between uh, this time last year, or even, yeah, between January to December of 2020 and then going into the new year. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Well, Rudy, fantastic job as always. Now, in the few minutes that we have remaining on the program, I, I touched on earlier, for those who have been in contact with you in the past, who have worked with you, who have really have been able to to receive help from you, whether through means of this public affairs program or whenever you share contact uh, information with with our radio family. Uh, we touched on the fact that things are a little bit different with A&C Accounting Services, and I wanted to share that with, with our listeners, particularly for those of us who are truly old school and we are just so accustomed to doing things a certain way. And and usually that, that certain way is to visit your office and to see your lovely face in person. And Miss Shirley, who, by the way, please extend a lovely hello to her, as well as the rest of, of your staff. But uh, Rudy, I think it's important, too, because we are uh, still trying to remain as safely as possible. You have made uh, some changes uh, speaking of ANC accounting services, in which you are also operating more on a virtual basis. So can you give us the particulars on that? Oh, yeah. Thanks for that opportunity. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Because of uh, COVID and also because of the way businesses operate, many preparers, and, and there, may, there may be surprises for other preparers, too, right. and other people who go out to do their returns this year. Many of us have moved virtually. Um, and and that means that well, a lot of the, and, and I think a lot of people are aware of this with, with church services and everything. We go to mm-hmm. use certain technologies exactly. that will allow us to leverage those technologies, and, 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 and we will set up a meetings with you. We still do, it still would be similar. It'd be like appointments that you would come in, you, you still would get on our calendars, and but instead of coming in to see us, you actually will be looking at us through a computer screen, I think. Right. Uh, that's how we mostly be doing that. Uh, and we have what we call uh, uh, secure portals. Those portals will allow you to upload things to us and upload documents to us, and we would be able to download documents to you right. and that sort of thing. And then we'd have to send out what we – many of you know, many people are aware that there are these uh, applications that will allow you to uh, – uh, sign things without being in face-to-face, you know, so right. we're going to have some document signatures and like that. It'll be an adjustment, though, because yeah. I'm old school, too. <laughs> and so uh, 
uh, it, 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 face-to-face contact is something that is happening that uh, is, is, is not, well, I should say something that's, that's not happening so often. Right. Hopefully, though, with the, with the vaccines, maybe there will be some changes coming over. But I think with most, most uh, uh, people believe that uh, we won't be at a level where the vaccinations will be um, at a at a high enough level till sometime in the fall. Yeah. So, and I think you do are, have, you know. and and I'm glad you you bring that up, Rudy, because I think you do have a lot of individuals who are just being continually cautious. They're treading a little bit lightly, and and not to make, of course, any any uh, joke about. The situation, but in the people that I've talked with, you know, I've actually had a couple of friends say, "Well, I'm going to kind of wait, maybe three to six months, to kind of see how this is going to play out." You know, because you have some people who have gotten the vaccine, at least the first round of it, from my understanding of things. Yeah. The first dose right. is out, and and most people are going back for for the second. But then you have some folk who are treading very lightly. They're kind of waiting to see what the outcome of this vaccine is going to bring about before they do it. And the importance of that, of course, as as you mentioned, for those of us who are old school, and then there was always, uh, well, not always, but there was recently the determination, particularly in the medical field, and especially for the manufacturers of the of the vaccine, two of which are Pfizer and Moderna. They were trying to predetermine which groups of individuals will actually be the first ones to receive the vaccine. And at last check, if if I was correct, they were really focusing on the senior adult group, those 75 and older who would be first. And so it's also a matter of if you're not in that age group and you're much younger than that, you know, when does your time come? Say if you're in that maybe 18 to 25 or or 30 year group how long is it going to be before individuals and other age ranges with which that's going to take place so it's it's, it's like you said I, I i think it literally uh and not to to present that it's a play on words but it's really right now a trial and error thing with with this the whole current situation with the vaccine but hopefully there'll be more good to come out of it as the months progress because of course we're still early into 2021 yes that's right we are well thank you for that uh rudy as always now in terms of if members of our radio family do have additional questions how can they get in contact with you particularly virtually and mainly whether it is by um, by uh, internet is the word i was looking for or by phone number what's what's the best way to to go about it right Exactly. The, the phone number is always the same. It's, it didn't change. 336-996-7650. And uh, like either Shirley and I would be glad you, I think if you, if you, if you, um, uh, if, uh, I think if you hit one, you go, you speak with Shirley. If you hit mm-hmm. two, you speak with me. Either way, we'll, we'd be glad to uh, assist you on anything we can. The uh, website, of course, is uh, com. There is a, the the website is pretty intuitive. You can go there and leave send me a message. That right. message will come right into my my uh, uh, email. 
or you, you if you want to, there's a chat there. You can hit the chat, and then and we and I get that chat immediately too, and we can chat, you know, for a few minutes right. on the right. on the chat line. And if we should set up an appointment, uh, then you know I send you a link, uh, and then we can certainly talk through that link. Uh, uh, you know, it'd be the same as won't be the same as being together, but it'd be similar to that, just talking face to face. Wonderful. Well, Rudy, I always enjoy our chats, and and thank you yeah, for absolutely. what you continue to do, your expertise, your professionalism, and all that ANC Accounting Services continues to do in service to our community. So as usual, and this is one thing, um, my friend, that will not change even in a new year, there are never any goodbyes just until next time. So as we get closer to uh, the, the April 15th deadline, any new or existing information that may have changed, uh, keep us in the loop. You know how to reach out to me. And so I, I really do appreciate again, all that you do, and so good to be in touch with you today, my friend. Okay, it's always so great to hear of you and uh, talk thank with you. you. You're doing a great service. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And on behalf of Rudy Click with ANC Accounting Services and me, Renee Vaughn, thank you, Radio Family, again for the great things you're doing in our communities. We officially bring to a close another great conversation here, the weekend edition of Community Focus. Until that next time, take care and please continue to stay safe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.